Sopate Venita Prate Tetelia Sopalia Gatave and Amashte Bretelio Sovante Gedeboso Pepelion Tegala Tavian Totolia Palia Setatario Sopane Genata Vretetenio Vrintolo Sicaria Dabasha Tatalio Topane Menata Eventolo Sontelia Catavion to Latio Vetaria Tavantia Locofanti Entolo Ventia lo fontio 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 le catavata tetenio sofenio heaven work. It's heaven work. It's heaven work. It is work of heaven. It is work of heaven. It is work of heaven. It is the work of the Lord. It is the work of the Lord. It is the work of the Lord. Wrath in a man. Wrath in a man. It is the work of the Lord. It is the work of the Lord and it is a ministry. It is the ministry of an helpmate. It is the place of an helpmate. You are embodying that ministry. You are embodying and becoming that ministry. You are becoming that ministry and I thank you for showing the ministry on earth. Thank you for showing the work of that ministry. There is more to come but I have come with grace. I have come with help. I have come with help. I have come with grace to fulfill that ministry to the fullest even to the place where I am being pleased. I am being pleased but there is much pleasure that you can give and I have come to give you help for to reach pleasure to me even in that place of help mate in that place of help mate I am making you an example I am raising you as an example I am raising you after my order I am raising you I am raising you as I was a bride that married my, my husband I am raising you that bride that bride that bride the example of the bride that I am I am raising you in this day and in this time, I have brought you help and have brought you grace to fulfill the ministry of the helpmate. I am showing it in you, says the Spirit of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's something about my, my wife. Let me just say, about me and my wife. Um, it was... The Lord connected me to her in such a way that uh, I can never escape for life. Um, and there's a way he did it with, with wisdom. I mean, in terms of our hearts. Um, it was through loving my wife that, or learning, through, through learning how to love her, that the world of the spirit opened up to me. Yeah, it was through, I was wrestling with God for some things, and then it's as if the Lord was, I was seeing what I want to press into, but it was, it's as if the Lord was pulling it back from me. And then the Lord 
one day, I think it was in the night or something, the Lord spoke to me clearly. He, was, he told me this is the key. He said that, because um, by then we hadn't gotten married then. We're still in our courtship period. Praise Jesus. And um, at that time, I was, a, I was a spiritual guy, but a kind of spiritual guy. You know what I mean? Praise God. The kind that everyone doesn't respect. <laughs> that, that kind of spiritual. Praise God. You know that kind of spirituality doesn't have too much room for love and all those things. And affection and praise God. Um, but the Lord is like he, he made sure that the door into the flowing in the realm of the spirit in the world of things of the spirit. He tied it to learning how to love my wife well. And the Lord, it was clear to me, the Lord was just showing me that this is the key. If you will not, if you will not do this, you will not flow into praise God. So he was in learning to love her. Um, a lot of the skill, a little, I know there's not skill too much yet. We are still pressing into skill. Amen. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. If I'm able to look at you, maybe you or you, and then maybe you have a problem and I'm able to tap into something to speak to you and allow God to help your heart. The skill for that came from learning to do that. Do you understand what I mean? It was, that was the only door that God opened up to, to me even with, even with the word, with everything. And the Lord made our, he made our courtship was long, you know what I mean? It was like three years. And it was long distance the whole time. <laughs> Maybe so that we will not get distracted. So we just talk, talk, talk. So you have time, just phone, you know what I mean? So there's no time for going to restaurants, going to movies and all those things. I used to see her once a year, in those three years. Once or twice, maybe maximum twice. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. So, so what I'm just trying to say is that, uh, you, see, you see that kind of thing? If, if my heart shuts down in a way towards her, it is shut down towards God too. <laughs> because my um, amen, the the way the Lord arranged me on the inside, he just tied her to me in an, in an interesting way, and, and I love it, um, because it, it guarantees that I can never go far from her. <laughs> Amen. Honey, I love you. I'm, I don't know why I'm saying these things, but I just want to say them to you before the whole world. Praise <laughs> <laughs> hope the Lord is not angry I'm using his... Um, <laughs> This platform to speak about my love for my wife. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Marriage is an awesome thing. Paul said, I speak of a mystery between Christ and who? Christ. Christ. And the church is about, is about two hearts that that live in each other and can't find any other way to live. Can't 
cannot find rest in any other place. Praise God. Yeah, and that's the way. This, this Revelation 22 is the same spirit. Let's just read that. Um, glory to Jesus. <coughs> Revelation. Those of you who, are, who want to get married, who are desiring to get married, is a, a good thing, okay? Uh, praise God. <laughs> when you are, you shout. <laughs> glory to God. You're not designing a, a bad thing. All right, say he who finds a wife, what? Has found a good thing and obtained favor from the Lord. Glory to God. So all of you here, you're going to marry awesome, awesome people. And glory to Jesus. How many of you want to get married here? Huh? There are some eunuchs in our midst, like, I can, ah? <laughs> okay, I can, you just, just be prophesying, you want to move. You want to move fully into the world of the spirit and, and stay there, amen. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Yes, you will find your own good thing. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. Um, okay, Revelation 22, verse, verse 16 says, I, I, Jesus, have, I have sent mine, mine angel, glory to God. You know, marriage has been, um, marriage has been abused and, and changed, actually. It has been changed from what God actually designed it to be. Um, marriage is about two hearts, two people doing and making war against themselves to become one, dying for each other, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, but today marriage is all about everything else but that. <laughs> you know, it's about having a home, raising children, Sending them to school, you know, about having a, you know, good, I guess, a good, um, you know, support each other, you know, in your career, support your dream, I support my dream. It's like two people who are just, um, you know, partners, you know, partners of life. You know what I mean? If you support my own, I support your own. If, I'm not feeling too much support from you, then this thing is not really working now. We have to redefine what's going on. That's the way marriage is now. It's, it's, we've added too many things around it. It's become, you know, it's become about everything else, but that's just that simple thing about two human beings just forsaking everything, you know, and then just pressing into each other. Oh, praise God. And that thing is not easy because of the kind of world that we live in. You know what I mean? Um, but this season, God is <clears throat> bringing back such things. And is, thank you.
Prateve noste pari adabaste gadiana noste vati adadashta. Mario so fatenio no fetalie menosto ventonio serpenio vestigalia pante mystery of one. Mystery of one. Mystery of one. I say mystery of one. Marriage is the mystery of one. It is a mystery of one. It is the mystery of two flesh becoming one. It is the mystery of two flesh becoming one. Mystery. It is a mystery. It is a mystery. It is my mystery. I made that mystery. I, even I, even I, the I, 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 the most I, the most I, the most I made the mystery of marriage. It is the mystery of oneness. It is the mystery of oneness. It is a salvation mystery. It is a salvation mystery. It is a mystery of losing yourself into the other and the other losing themselves into you. It is the way of becoming one. It is the way of becoming one. It is the journey of oneness. It is the journey of oneness. For letenio sepania ketania nanata, vretelio sopretaria gadoste. For I that made it, I am not a fool, and I know and ordain the pattern of marriage. It is that a man and a woman will become one flesh. I am made it that way. I made it that way for everything, everything that a man ought to be is in his wife and everything that a woman ought to be is in their husband and I have ordained it I have ordained it that way for the mystery of salvation it is a mystery of salvation for marriage is the pattern between even I, Jesus and my father, I am married to him, he is my head he is my head, as I am the head of the man and the the man is the head of the woman, it is is the order. It is the alignment of oneness. It is the alignment of oneness. For there is no other way of oneness except in this order. It is the order of oneness. And I am come. I am come. I am come. I see your hearts, many of you. For you will find the one for you. You will find the one for you. I speak that you will find the one. But it is in this pattern and it is this order that I have made marriage. The world painted in many ways for it is foolishness. It is foolishness. It is not made for ordinary men. It is not made for carnal men. It is not made for grass. It is not made for grass. It is raised for men. It is made for men in my order of men. In the men that I call men. It is made for such men. And I have said, I am saying and I am saying again that the Titania, it is the time. It is the time. What you are doing is is not wrong. It is not wrong. It needs to be elevated in these times. For this is the foundation ground that would bring and spread for the gospel even to areas that that it is looking like it will never reach. It is the foundation and the ground of marriage in my order of alignment. In my order of alignment. It will become much more exalted in this time and it will shout louder than the voice of darkness of what marriage is painting darkness is. Louder, louder, louder. They will begin to be godly, godly homes, 
godly homes, godly marriages. I am raising them in this season for this is the way that I will spread and the knowledge of the Lord shall spread in these yes. times. For with Lageta, it's going to be by life. It's going to be by life. It's going to be by life. This is how people will begin to turn and come into the mountain of the house of the Lord. It is by raising homes. It is by raising homes, by raising godly marriages. Look at the pattern of those I have set ahead of you. Look at their pattern and follow their pattern for they are one with me. They are aligned under my order and in that order is the way I raise oneness. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. I, Jesus, verse 16, I have, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. And I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star and the spirit and the bride say come and let him that heareth say come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. And if any man shall add to the things, these things God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in the book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy... God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. And he which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Amen. And even so come, Lord Jesus. Praise Jesus. Um, so the, the, this calling here of coming is a cry, is a kind of, um, is a cry that must be done in unison with the spirit and the bride. Right, in verse 17, the spirit and bride say, come. Glory to Jesus. So this spirit, um, for the spirit and the bride, what's the meaning of that? The spirit and the bride say, come. For them to be saying the same thing, it means that the the bride has been raised to pick the same call of the spirit, right? The spirit and the bride say, come. We know that, of course, the purpose of the spirit is for to do or bring forth preparation for the coming of the bridegroom. You see it in that John chapter 14, when you read John 14, 
you see it first. He said, I won't leave you comfortless. I will come to you. But before that, he said something that I will send you another comforter. Another comforter who will, he will come to you. Praise Jesus. Uh-huh. I pray the Father, that's John 14, <clears throat> verse 16. Are you seeing that? And I will pray the Father, he will give you another comforter so that he may do what? He may abide with you forever. Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him for he dwelleth with you, right? And then shall be where? In you. Are you seeing this spirit of truth? I think we are looking a little bit about this thing here. And Jesus found it fit to explain and to qualify that this spirit of truth is a particular sort of manifestation of the spirit of truth. Um, he said a key attribute of this spirit is that the, the world cannot receive this spirit. And the reason is because it doesn't see him. Right? It cannot, it seeth him not, and neither know him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, what is Jesus trying to say here when he's saying that you, you know, Jesus is not just saying that the Holy Ghost is around. Because if the Holy Ghost, if that's what Jesus is saying, he will not reduce it just to them. Right? We know the Holy Ghost has, many men have walked with the Spirit before in different measures of the Spirit, different kind of operations of the Spirit. He has come upon various kinds of men throughout the Old Testament and throughout the Bible. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. But here, Jesus is speaking about the, what? the Spirit of truth. And he's saying that this Spirit of truth is... Right now with you. So, so can you tell me what was the positioning of this spirit of truth? In who? In him. Right? He wasn't talking about some Holy Spirit that was moving around or something like that. It was just he was just speaking about himself actually. Right. He was speaking about himself when well, you know him for he dwelleth with you. So who was dwelling with them? It was Jesus who was dwelling with them. And Jesus was saying that if I'm dwelling with you, then the spirit is dwelling because I am the way. He has said that in this same chapter. He has said that before. For I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Glory to God. So, so it's very clear that the spirit which was in him here, this the spirit of truth at this time was already functional inside of Jesus. He has already done so much to raise him right from when he was very young. It was the spirit of truth that was, that was actually in Jesus, raising him up. That was a unique ministry of the spirit of truth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the first walk of the spirit of truth on the earth, the first time he began to operate as that spirit was the moment he met Jesus and began to walk in Jesus and began to 
to raise the stature of the truth inside of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The grace and the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. John chapter 1, we beheld his glory as of what? The only begotten of the Father, full of what? Full of grace and full of truth. Praise Jesus. So he said that that spirit of truth is, is dwelling with you, and then it shall be what? In you. Then let's go on. Verse 18. Then the next verse, right after that, is now saying, as a result, because of the spirit of truth being in you, then you will enjoy the comfort of the spirit of, of truth. But after some time, he said, I won't leave you comfortless. There's actually a comfort of himself that I will then what? Come to you. So, so you can tie verse 17 and verse 18. This verse 17 and 18, you will see the message in that revelation that we are speaking about. So, so you see why the spirit and the bride will be saying, come. It's when verse 17 of John 14 has been fulfilled and it's time for verse 18 of John 14 to happen. Then the spirit of truth in verse 17 together with those in whom he has walked in together. And the reason for the work of the spirit of truth is to get that person who he, in whom he is doing the work to come into a place where the heart, so what actually calls, a call, oh. and calls come, is not just a mental something where you just say come, you can shout come, 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 but it wouldn't be fulfilling Revelation chapter 22. Right, I know we've been saying it, we have songs about it, Maranatha and all of that, praise God. But this calm is um, a kind of calling that must happen at a particular level where the, the bride, praise Jesus, has been raised to a state where she's able to have the same kind of, the calling is like it's a kind of desire, right? To, to call for her husband. Praise Jesus. And then the spirit is the, of truth is the one that ignites the, the capacity for that call in the bride. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? So the, if you ask me what is the work or the ministry of, of the spirit of truth is to... This, the spirit raised the husband, then he has to now raise the wife of the husband. Do you understand? Yes. Now, what we are speaking about here is um, talk is speaking of a particular pattern of raising men. Yes. It's not just like. Um, it's not anyhow, we've dealt with this a little bit. We've spoken about the, what makes truth unique. The uniqueness of truth is that anything that is truth that comes into the 
that is in the realm of men that is truth, what makes it truth? It is that it is according to the pattern of life in Jesus. Do you understand that? Yes, it's according to what? It's according to, the, it's according to the pattern of life. There's a, there's a man up there, praise God, that we need to grow up into him. According to Ephesians chapter 4, that you might grow up into him in what? In all things. That growing up to him is a, he's talking about a specific trajectory of growth that is specific in the spirit. And men, we spoke about those who arose, right? Then of all men born of a woman, known as a reason like John. So many people rose. John even rose. But the trajectory of his rising wasn't able to meet up with the, what, the raising of Christ. Are you seeing what I'm trying to say? Glory to God. So, so another way to explain the spirit of, of truth, the spirit of truth is the preparer of the bride. Glory to Jesus. Do you see that? The spirit of truth is what? It's the preparer of the bride. Or is the preparer of the bride. Is the preparer of the, of the wife. Preparer of the bride. You know, the bride will become the wife. Praise Jesus. That marriage in verse 18 of Revelation. Is it 18? Sorry, verse 19. Revelation verse chapter 9. Am I correct? Sorry, 19. Yes. Revelation 19, verse 9. Glory to God. Read from, okay, let's just read from verse, verse 7. It says that, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has done what? has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he said unto me, Write, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage what supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me that, what are these? These are what? These are the true what? These are the true sayings of God. What is the, when you say the word true sayings, what does it mean of true sayings? True sayings means truth. Do you understand that? Uh-huh. True sayings means truth. So true sayings are the sayings of, that came from him that is true. That's the only true God. Right, that is the, the true sayings of God. Another way to put it is 
it's not every saying of God that is a true saying of God. Can I, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Right, it's if God, hey, I'm going to give you a house tomorrow, and the house comes. Is that a true saying of God? That is, that will tell you that God can speak at different levels. And God spoke, God is, has been a speaker right from time. The first thing with nature we saw about God in Genesis chapter 1 was just speaking. Right, when it, it was there, his spirit was upon the face of the water, and then God said, God said, God began to speak. Let there be light, right? Praise Jesus. So God has, God has been speaking scenes. In the whole of Genesis, you saw him speaking to Adam. He spoke to Adam. He was speaking with Abel. He even spoke with Cain. Do you understand? <laughs> he spoke with Cain. He spoke to Noah. Praise Jesus. He spoke to Abraham. Isaac, Jacob. God has been speaking. All the prophets, God spoke to them. Are you getting me? So, God is a speaker, but there's what you call the true sayings of God. And this true saying is what these, um, this um, angel, let's see, verse 9, says, he said unto me, write, that blessed are they which are called where? Into the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, that what? These. So, when you say these are the true sayings of God, um, you see, you have to go back. Let's go back from, let's just go to verse 1 a little bit so that we can get some of the thoughts here. And then after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. Why? For true and what? And righteous are his word, his judgment. Now, so there is what you call true and righteous. That is a qualification. It's actually a specific qualification of a kind of righteousness. It's not every righteousness that is truth. Do you agree with me? It's not every word. Not every righteousness. There are different kinds of righteousnesses in the spirit. When they open up the world of the spirit, you will see that there are righteousnesses at different levels. Even when you descend into the world of man, man has his own righteousness. When you go to angels, they have their own righteousness. Adam has his own righteousness. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Right? And God has righteousnesses. Even him, he has righteousnesses. But there is the righteousness of truth that is in him. There is what you call, when you put it together, righteous, true and what? And righteous. You see, this thing called true, praise God, or your truth, righteousness, and true, righteous and true, or they use true here, or truth, and you tie it to righteousness. They say that these are the things that, that make up God's own judgment. Praise Jesus. Now, and this thing called truth is very key because 
he's telling you what truth did. He said, for he had judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her what? Fornication and had avenged the blood of his servants. So you mean that this whore they speak about, of course, the woman who they showed in Revelation chapter 17, that woman. <laughs> so that woman, she, do you know she was in the earth in seasons when there were all kinds of righteousnesses? Yeah. This woman here that seated upon many waters, she's not like a new invention. She, this woman has been there a long time. Long, long, long time. Long time. When all the prophets of Israel were there, hearing God, trying to steer the people. When Moses was bringing out Israel, God was landing on the mountain. This woman was there. This woman was, there was an old economy of life around. You see all those nations. Who were, who was, who were those nations around them? What were they? Where was their life fountaining from? You know, all kinds of kings, right? Remember, after a while, Israel began to war with kings, different kind of kings. When they were, as they were approaching the promised land, right? Praise God. The, the first king that they had to war, contend with was, was Pharaoh. Where was Pharaoh's dominion coming from? Do you understand? This woman has been there a long time. Go back before Egypt and Israel in Egypt time, even in the days of Abraham, when you had nations of kings. Abraham was, was in the midst of kings. At the time, he had to go and fight with different kings. Where was the strength and the source of their dominion? Do you understand that this woman has been, she's old. She's what? Old, an old woman. In true different God, when God was speaking in diverse, sundry times and diverse manners, speaking to the fathers by the prophet. So what was he saying to the fathers by the prophet? Wasn't this righteousness? Wasn't there righteousness in his talk and his speech, what he was committing to them? But this woman has been intact. In Nothing was able to touch her. Why? Why wasn't anything able to threaten the woman? Because nothing was able to judge her. That it is through, it's only through a judgment, right? Do you understand? <laughs> Say, come, I will show you the judgment of the great whore that seated upon many waters. So it means that the only thing that could stop the operation of this woman is it, something, you, you need to have something that is potent enough to judge her. Revelation, amen. This is verse 17, chapter 17, verse 1. Praise God. And there came one of the seven angels, which, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, and I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that does what? That seated upon many waters. That was the revelation of this chapter of Revelation. He was talking about the how will God judge. So, and when you see judgment here, 
First of all, for judgment to occur, there has to be first um, an, there has to be an insight. Without, an, without there being an insight, there cannot be, there can't be judgment. Do you understand that? There has to be what? An, an insight. Without an insight, there cannot be what? There cannot be judgment. Praise God. There's no time to read the whole of this thing, but you see, let's go just first two and read a little bit. It's Revelation 17. Amen. Are you being blessed today? <clears throat> I says, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with what? With the wine of her fornication. Glory to God. So she so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of what names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of what? Abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the what? Mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Now, what is the meaning of the mother of harlots? Is, this is a stature that... So there are some key things here, number one, because the... This thing called judgment of the great hall. Judgment is more than um, casting a sentence, you know, like saying, okay, hey, hey, you've done bad for too long. Now, come and capture him or her, throw her into prison. That's not judgment. Judgment must precede that. Do you understand? Before you say, okay, let's remove you. Before removal, there must be judgment. So, so it means that the power to remove is to judge. So, so the, but the judgment itself, the activity of judgment, is, is not the activity of capturing the woman and taking her away. What is, what is that? It's power. It's, it must be able, it must have eye that sees her and you can see her operation and know everything concerning the woman. Are you seeing that? Now, why will this woman only be dealt with through the power of judgment is because of, of her name. Praise Jesus. Because of her name, what? What is the first name she bear? Mystery. So you cannot, you can't stop the operation of a mystery without judgment. Judgment is the answer to what? Mystery. Every mystery, like you call they say the, the mystery of what? There's mystery of ungodliness. There's mystery of iniquity. I see all those mysteries. He said the mystery of iniquity doth already work. So you see those mysteries are the only thing that can undo such things. You see iniquity is a mysterious concoction of darkness that only judgment can take care of. Are you seeing that? Yes, now, 
but judgment are in levels. Now, why this woman has been able to, to carry on for so long on the earth? You know what she sat upon the waters where she sat upon later? He said that there are, verse 15, he says, And he said unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the, the whore seated, are who? Peoples, and then what? Multitude, and nations, and tongues. Peoples, and what? Multitude, and nations, and tongues. Are you seeing she was sitting on peoples, multitude, nations? So it means that as long as there have been peoples on the earth, multitude, nations, and tongues, as, as far back as these as have existed on the earth, this woman has been there. Right, and when it says that she's seated upon them, it means that they can't, she, they are under her, right? She's the one who controls everything about them. And in all this time, there have been judgments on the earth. You know God's judgments have been on the earth in different degrees. But in, they've been on the earth in way, in a kind of form that is not able to unlock. Let's go back to this mystery, verse 5. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Of Has not been able to unlock the, the name of this woman. You know that you know in, this, in, the, in the world of problem solving, they say that the first thing to do in solving a problem is name it. You understand? It sounds like a very simple concept, but it's not that simple. You just need to look at the world and look at people. How people behave now, you realize that it's not common sense. Because there are a lot of people who are trying to solve problems they cannot name. You know what I mean? Like climate change. What is climate change? Name it. I know it's climate change, but when I say name, name means explain it. Can you explain, okay, what is changing the climate? Can you go, when you begin to ask detailed questions, you begin to see all kinds of foolishness. But there are all kinds of solutions to the problems <laughs> that have been, that's just one example. Do you understand what I'm saying? That that thing called name, name is, a name here is um, trying to, I'm sure this is probably the first time that the, the name of this woman was discovered. Even when, when you meet all those kings, they don't know anyone is sitting upon them. They don't believe. Those kings, they believe that they are in control of everything. They don't even, it means that she was completely invisible. She's a, she was a complete mystery. No one was able to identify her name. You know this thing called name is not ordinary. When they say name, it takes judgment to, to interpret names. Glory to God. This, this is a very, very deadly, dangerous name. But this is not the worst name. The, uh, you understand? The, it's not, this is not the pro, most problematic name to man or in the Bible. There's, there's what they call the name of the beast. That one is another name that is higher than this name. That, and it's even more mysterious than this one. That one is the one who, the, that name, they, they spoke about it in that um, <coughs> Revelation chapter 13, right? That is, is not, is he who had wisdom, let him, 
how does he put it? He, he that hath understanding. Count. What kind of language is that? Let's go back to. Here is wisdom. Okay, here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is what? Six hundred, three score, and six. Glory to God. So when he says it's, when he says the number of a man, that number is also the number of his name. Do you agree with that? Verse 17. And it says, And no man, that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark of, that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Do you understand that? They have the, they have the mark, the name, the number. Those two, three things are not the same thing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you enjoying this thing, Bible? Can we just continue? Okay. At, in this time, you'll see different levels of people. These are you will be able to, to separate men. Men will be divided according to dif- these different statues. You will find some men who have, all they have is the mark. They don't yet have his name yet. Some men will have his mark, they don't, but they don't have his name. Then some men will have his name, which is higher than his mark. The word mark actually means ownership. Right? Mark is a sign of, of ownership. That mark is what? It's a sign of ownership. So there will be people who are, who are marked by him, you know, which he owns. So they, but they don't have, they, they belong to him. He has possessed them and he has put his mark on them. There will be souls of that degree, but he hasn't given them his name or they don't have his name yet. You know, this name is very high. Praise Jesus. Then there, there are those who will have the name, but they won't have the number of the name. The, the number of the name is the, is the fullness of the name. You can call it the fullness of the name, but it's not just fullness. It's the stature. What is it? Sorry? Say it again. Stature. I'm looking at you. The seal. Okay. It's, you can call it the seal. What do you say? Huh? Completeness. Embodiment. Glory to God. The number of his name is the explanation. The revelation. The demystification. The count. Of his name. How do I know? It's the next, next verse. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. 
for it is the number of a man. His number is 603 score and 6. So th- that count is talking about, you see, is actually a high pos- position in the spirit that, has, that will have a kind of judgment and an insight into the, the things that make up that name. You know, you can have a name and you can use the authority of that name, but you don't fully have the full revelation of the name. (coughs) Praise Jesus. (coughs) Glory to God. (coughs) So this is another problematic name in the spirit, but there is a junior name to this one, which is the name of that Revelation chapter 17 of this great war. So this one also, you also need a wisdom and understanding to be able to have an insight into the mystery that this woman is. Glory to God. Mystery, Babylon the Great. Then see the next thing. Um, So she is a whore that according to verse 1, she's not just a whore, she's a great whore. Right? She's a great whore. What is greatness? The word great means what? Huh? It means height. It means also what? Mastery. It means there's something for you to, in spiritual language of the Bible, for something to be termed great. There's a property you must have. There's something about you that must be present. What is that? Uh, I know you have a sense of what it, what it is, but maybe the language, how to... Uh, say it again. <laughs> Why are you guys all afraid? It's not an examination class. It's just... We're just just about with the Bible, so there's no pass or fail. Amen. Okay. Ah. Uh, are you saying it or not? <laughs> You're afraid of, of missing it, is that it? Don't be afraid of missing it, amen. Be like a child. Be dead, be dead to missing it. So what, what did you say? Most holy, thank you. Glory to God. So, um, so what he's saying, most holy, he's not saying that is, is, uh-huh. So it's not that this woman is the most. <laughs> now that word called most holy is not just you can call it most holy, but there is something of that realm that makes it most holy. Anything from that of that order has a kind of strength under it. So when you say most holy, it means holiness with a kind of strength. Right? Aha. So is, that strength is, is peculiar. It is everlasting. So anything that is great must have an everlasting property. Without an everlasting property, you are not great. For you to move into greatness... There must, be, there must be a feeling about you that they must have looked around and nothing can threaten you. Yes, sir. 
that there must be a feeling that you can continue forever. There's nothing in the vicinity that can what? That can be a threat to your expression or your dominion or that's what it means to when you say, hey, that great king or something. Oh, you say what? Great shepherd. The great God. Right? Greatness. Anything that, be, that is below an everlasting quality is not great. <clears throat> to be great, you must, just being good is not enough. There must be a quality of your goodness that, that, makes it able, that will make it able to continue beyond any possible conceivable threat to, to it. Do you understand what I mean? That's what greatness means. So when it says that this whore is great, it means that she has some properties from a higher dimension in her. That pro- those properties, the scarlet color, that's part of our nature. So our greatness is not fully great, but because of the scarlet color in her, that's where the pigmentation of our greatness comes. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yes. So you, you see this woman's strength, how she can stay for nations, for, for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and all kinds of men, both great and small, have been rising and falling. But no one could detect that there is a woman somewhere in the spirit that is actually sitting upon the nations and the peoples of the earth. Now, I should ask you a question. Where is she right now? Huh? What? She's still there, eh? (laughs) 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 Graphical mind. Ah, there's (laughs) Praise God. Thank God for this. It's a revelation. Revelation. A a lot of things in the book of Revelation haven't happened yet. Revelation is a book of insight. It's trying to show you so that you, you won't be in the dark. Concerning things, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto his servant, to show unto him things which must shortly. Uh-huh. That thing is not just talking in time alone, but there's an aspect of it that, is, that relates with time to the extent to which the soul of man relates with time. Do you get what I mean? There's, there's an aspect of the soul of man that aligns in time. You understand what I mean? So when you say end times, end time. It's not a calendar year, but it's talking of a time of the soul coming into a certain state. But it happens that because the soul is in time, is existing in time, you can also find some kind of time correlation with that thing called end time. But if you just follow the calendar of time, you miss the meaning of end time. Because you can set a date, and when you feel it is... with. The way the souls are, this is the end time. You might get there, and the end time doesn't come because souls can change their mind about their, their pace. You know what I mean? They can decide to slow it down or because the soul is greater than time. 
right? The soul has an eternal, the soul of man, the soul of man has an eternal um, fabric. The fabric of the soul, the, the thread which they used to weave the, the material of the soul is eternal thread. So even though the, the, the soul can condescend, that's why the soul is massive and awesome, it can expand into eternity. It can also contract back into time. Right? So the soul can be contracted into time and that soul can, in, in time, the soul can expand into eternity. Come back, you understand what I mean? Something else that's outside of time is the spirit. The spirit actually does not exist in time. The spirit was never brought into time. Never. The spirit was never brought into time. Do you understand? It doesn't have, the spirit doesn't have concept of time. It's beyond t- time. Praise Jesus. So when you're saying end times, you know you are speaking about soul timing, but it can align with also physical uh-huh, times. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. So many things in the in Revelation haven't haven't really occurred. Why? Because the souls of men hasn't fallen into an alignment that allows for some of these things to happen. There are some of them that are starting to happen, but but a lot of the things in this book, the prophecy of the book are things that are still yet to occur you know, in the souls, with the souls of men. So, so it's very clear that if the judgment that can bring down this woman is not yet within the souls of men, it's very clear that the woman is still there. And she's still seated comfortably upon what? Many waters. And said... Verse 15 says, the waters which thou sowest where they are seated are peoples and multitude and then what? Nation. If you are a nation, you are under her. If you are a tongue, you know they didn't put them as the same thing. You can have a nation that's a mixture of tongues, different tongues in a nation. And you can have multiple nations that share a tongue. Right? So tongues and and nature and nations, praise God, they are not the same demarcation in the what in the body. Glory to God. <clears throat> Peoples, multitudes, nations, and what and tongues. The, the woman seated upon them. Glory to God. So this woman is a whore. She's a great whore. But. She's a whore who is the mother of harlots. Right, that is her name. <clears throat> Upon her forehead was a name, mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, and the abominations of what? Of the earth. So her, her greatness is in partly in her ability to reproduce after her kind. Are you seeing that? She has, this woman, you see, one of the boasts that she has is that she will never be barren. Have you, have you seen that place before? Where is it? Is it chapter, 
is it 19? Or when they were, they were judging her and they were giving insight into our conversation. Where she had the boast is somewhere here. I don't know if someone can find that thing for me. We sit you on our standing afar off. Glory to God. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Huh? Sorry, say it again. 18? Verse 7, okay. Yes, it said how much she had glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her, for she said in her heart, I sit a queen. Are you seeing? I am no widow, and what? Shall see what? No sorrow. Praise God. She said, I, am, I sit as a queen, and I am no widow. What she means that I can never be, I will never be alone. Right, I am not, I'm no widow, and I do what? And I see, and shall see no sorrow. Praise God. Glory to God. It's another one I'm looking for. Glory to Jesus. Amen. I'm so sorry, this thing is long. <laughs> um... But anyway, um, yes. So one of her, her properties is is her ability to do what to reproduce after what her ability to reproduce after her kind, right? So a, a whore gives birth to harlots. That harlots are little offsprings who are like her, who share of the same kind of nature that she has. Now, let us, let us look deeper into this mystery of this woman. What is the meaning of, why is her name, why is she, when the they judge her and they checked her nature in the spirit. Why is she framed? You know, who, 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 can you tell me who made this woman? Who designed her? Who produced her? Who, can you tell me? Oh, nobody's talking. Just say it. Don't be afraid. No. Are you afraid? Say it. You have voice. I, I know how you guys talk. I know. <laughs> So why is that here? Everybody just like, and, um, huh? Uh-huh. What, I don't know what that thing is that makes you, when you come here, can you fight that thing and kill it? There's something bad about that thing. It's a sign that you have another life stored somewhere. That 
you don't find your true expression in the presence of God. You have not, you've not stored yourself in God's presence. You are stored somewhere else. If you just endure it and then you go, ah, that's one of the, that's one of the things you should strive to do in your youth. Strive in to get to a place where the truest expression of yourself is in the presence of God. The, the truest, the most comfortable expression of yourself is in the house of God. That's what should make you dance until the roof removes and all of the, you know, that's not that simple. As if it's a barrier something. It's because that, but when I see you in action some other times and some of your friends, they know, they know that. <laughs> Sorry, am I touching a sensitive area? <laughs> Delete that other one and bring all yourself and come and, and store it in the presence of God. Let the, God's presence be where your truest expression, your freest expression should be. That's how you understand what I mean. Don't leave, don't reserve anything for later. Finish it when you come to God's house. It is not a place for you to comp. Who are you comporting for? Who are you? I don't understand. Who are you? Like, are you? <laughs> Everybody, look at look at your right and your left. I didn't know your brothers and your sisters. <laughs> There's something about that thing. You need to be able to let your heart loose, otherwise you won't be blessed. That was the secret of David, eh? When other people were doing, Saul was being dignified and all of that. David danced until his cloth left him. He didn't care. He was drunk with the presence of God. And then God said, I found this man. This, I like this kind of person. He's a man after my own heart. I like this kind of thing. This thing, I love it. I love this thing. But Saul was opposite. Saul was, he liked her comporting and everything. After he had seen the prophet came, he said, can you just act as if everything is okay before the people? He, he was more careful about his, his comportment than what? Than before men than before God. You understand what I mean? So that's something that you need to, sh- you need to shake off. It's not just, don't just sow your abstract thinking to God. God also wants your smile, your laugh, your jumping, your body, everything about you, your energy. God also wants... God also wants all of those things. Glory to God. I'm so sorry for tangenting in that manner. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> or do you think I could be a, I mean, mean guy that would just, ah, this one doesn't study their Bible. <laughs> You don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to let your secret ah, amen.
Satan is bad, though. All the kind of things he created and gave to men to wear. They are all his natures, eh? Praise God. So, so this woman, right, this or, or hallowed, why is she, why did the devil, it says Satan who made her, who, who constructed her, is the one who constructed her, who arrayed her, is the one who, even the beast carrying her, is the one who sent the beast to her, is the one who gave that beast its name, its authority, name, its seat, everything, according to chapter 13 of Revelation. So everything about the woman is a design of Satan. He designed her according to a, a specific pattern to carry out a specific job for him. So, this anybody, when you say a whore or a harlot, a harlot, a whore, is, a, is actually a kind of frame and a stature. She's a warrior, a, a stature against something. What is it all framed against? Marriage. Do you see that? She's... Do you see it? Are you seeing it? A whore is a being that has been anointed against marriage. She neither marries nor leaves marriages alone. He said, who cash? He twice. 
Vretelia so pretelio precemitenio so pantelita, regetete livre palia nosto panianata, rigeteria baraboshta. It's the pouring of a wrong glove. It's the pouring, it pours a wrong glove. She comes to pour and to fire a wrong glove. To come to fire a wrong glove that leads to her own greater love. She brings a fire of love that leads to her own greater love. It is the part of our love. It is the part of our love that she pours, that she pours even though into the into the hearts of men that makes them for to love things that journeys onto their greater love, that journeys onto their greater love, that then begins to raise a stature. It raises a confirmation and a heart posture against the real image that you ought to see. It raises a posture and a stature against the love that you really ought to love. It pours a wrong fire of love, a wrong fire of love. It raises a wrong posture of image against the image you ought to see. For she has a love that leads to a greater love. For I, Elentelita, I come with judgment. I come with judgment. I come with judgment. I come with judgment against the formation of images that stand against me, that resist me from coming. I come with judgment and I take away veils. I take away veils. I take away veils. I take away loves. I come. I come with my love. I come with my love. I come with my love. I say I come with my love. For I have my love that leads to my final marriage of oneness. I have my love that leads you to oneness with me. I come. I come. I come. I am opening Christ to you. I am opening Christ to you. I am opening Christ to you. For he is my power. He is my power unto salvation. It is many Ayakatania, I open Christ to raise the image of Christ that would then conform even into my own likeness as I am one with the fullness of my God. It is the image, the image, the image of Christ that can marry me, that can marry me. And I have come to open him for it is that image of Christ that can even come against the mystery of the world, that can come against the mystery 
mystery of the world. And I have come to open Christ to you. I have come to open Christ to you. That you come into my mystery of one. That you come into my mystery of one. For you see in Jesus, he is the Christ. And he is the son of the living God. And it is by mystery of marriage. It is by the mystery of marriage. It is by the outpouring of my own love. It is by the pouring of my own love. It is by the pouring of myself. For you see, for you see, it is leketonia. For you've been subject to bondage because of fear. Because of fear of passing the way of death. For in that way of death is the mystery of marriage. In that way of death, it is the mystery of marriage. For death, fear not that fear, but sow that life into death that you would come into oneness with me. It is those that take the journey of death that come into oneness with me. I say, I am coming. I am coming against those statues, those natures, those images. I am coming against them. I am coming against them. I am breaking the veil that you will begin to see me with an open face. That you will see me with an open face and you would conform into my glory as you behold my glory. You would conform into image and image of me by beholding my glory. I am coming. I am coming for marriage. I am coming to marry you. Glory to God. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. So, amen. So, it means that this woman has been, <coughs> even though she has been sitting upon all the waters, right? Peoples, multitudes, nations, tongues. She's been sitting upon these people for a long time, thousands and thousands of years. She's been there. She was framed by Satan to do that job. Well, you see, that job, that she, what she has been doing with, with the nation is to serve wine to them. And her wine is not a kind of wine that you just drink a little and then you, you sleep and wake up, it's gone from your system. She has a kind of wine. In fact, she didn't just, she doesn't only serve wine, she raised kings who, who can, who she can employ to her service, who can also be traffickers of wine. Praise God. So the, the kings of the earth who commit fornication with her, who, who she causes to partake and to drink of the wine of her fornication. Let's, let's see that Revelation 17. He said, whom, in verse 2, he says, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and then the inhabitants of the earth. So the inhabitants are those. So you see, she doesn't sit directly on the nations. She actually... She actually sits upon kings who are in charge, whose dominion is actually controlling the nations of the earth. So when she's saying that, are you getting me? When she's saying that she, as I'm no widow, 
That's what she, she means here. It's not marriage in terms of <laughs> God's own order. It's her own kind. She herself, she has her own law of marriage. She can marry too many. She can be married to many. And what she's saying is that I will never lack kings. She said, I myself, I'm a queen. Are you see, in that chapter 18, means she's saying that who I marry, my husbands are kings of the earth. Praise God. I, I sit, verse 77 of chapter 18, says how much she had glorified herself and lived deliciously. Says so much torment and sorrow give her, for she has she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and I'm no widow and shall see no sorrow. Praise God. So she's so so I'm no widow, I sit a queen means she's she she's married to kings. Right? So if she's married to kings, who are her offsprings? Her offspring are the inhabitants of the earth. Do you get what I'm saying? They are the inhabitants of the earth. Then who are those inhabitants? They are the harlots, right? Who, who are like her, right? Because she's, she's a mother of harlots and what? Abominations of the earth. How does she produce these harlots? Is by what our union with kings of the earth, who she causes to have fornication with her, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and then that the inhabitants of the earth are now made drunk with what the wine of her fornication. So it means the, these inhabitants, when you check them, what is inside them is the is the, pro, the fruit. The fruit of her fornication means that actually these inhabitants are fruit of her fornication. So the reason why Satan designed her and developed her is to go and reproduce on the earth. Well, what is she reproducing? Is that by virtue of her wine, is to reproduce in nature. Are you seeing that? Is a wine that should do what? Reproduce a nature upon the earth. After her own kind. So she's been doing this business for a long time. And her wine here has been passing generation to generation to generation to generation. With each generation, new kings arise. She is still seated as a queen. But every generation produces new kings for her. And with new kings, with every new king, she, for each generation, they carry on inheritance from, of, from what previous generations. Are you getting me? And then, so you are seeing wine, you can find the trace of our wine is not meant to decrease. The intoxication of our wine is not meant to decrease. You're supposed to drink it, and after a while, give it to your children, and your children will carry it, and then they will sip some more and give it to the rest. Do you get But when the point that is to, is a build-up onto something, 
It's because this, all this time that this woman has been on the earth and doing all these things with the nation, she was doing all these things in season when the demand of marriage was not yet upon men on the earth. Do you realize? Do you know that? Men never had the, men never had the, the sort of demand from God to marry anybody. That order was never open. That marriage was not the thing. So it means that Satan, when he began to, when he crafted this thing called worldliness, he has an he had an insight into God's way of God's God's method. Are you getting me? Like, like remember we, we thought about this thing, like when Genesis happened. Then the fall happened. We know that God started to re-strategize. But the devil was watching the strategy of God. What, do you think Satan wasn't watching the conversation? When God followed men and then got to the time of Noah, and then God was, why is he scrapping everything? What is he doing? And God would have, <laughs> Noah's generation was saved. After a while, then when God distributed the nations, aha. By that time, when God distributed the nations, in that Genesis chapter 11, I believe, remember we, we, we've spoken about that place before, that that was the first time there was an introduction of the other plan. Because it was right after that, Abraham emerged. And, and Satan was around that season. It was, that was the season where he also crafted his plan about the nations. Because that was also where God divided the nations. It was around that season, I believe, the, the construction of this thing that Satan brought. It was, okay, nations, you have been divided. All right, I will also, I will raise a woman who will sit upon you. Why? For the purpose of the plan of God, which God wants to. You know that plan of God, is for, it was for one seed. Not as of many, as of one. It was, it was a particular, it's a particular seed who all men will marry. That was the reason why God came to Abraham. So that was a very, very interesting season on the earth, right? While God was planning his own, Satan was planning. You know when God was re-strategizing, devil re-strategized too. Praise God. So you see all the the shapes and forms of worldly life, worldly living. Now, let me tell you something. Look at any any form of worldliness you see on the earth today. If you you remember the taste of his wine, it's not new wine. It's an old wine. (coughs) Worldliness is old. And that's the principle of wine. The older it is, the stronger, the, 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 the better, the richer it is. What do I mean by what I'm trying to say? Worldliness. There is no, you hardly find any kind of worldliness that was invented yesterday. Never. Any worldliness that you are struggling with, men thousands of years have been doing it. Is an, an old something. It's like the, the wine of the, of the world is old. 
and strong. And it has been, it has been building up for a kind of season. That's why you cannot just shake off the world just like that. <laughs> what is it? The whole idea of ambition becoming something on the earth. Is it a new thing? If you just leave, you go and deny it. Do you know how to? Do you know how old it is? It's so old that to deny it, you'll be as if you are denying your, yourself. You are denying your existence. You are, as if you are denying, do you get what I mean? It's as if you are dying. It will, it will feel like death. Are you seeing the order of the world? Where every child, when you are born, you must do this. After this, you must do that. You must do this. All of these those things, those are ancient frames that have been, been there for a long time. And Satan is started early so that when the season when men should respond to marriage comes, that they will have a giant mystery opposing them. You get, do you understand what I mean? It's like, like where did Satan find the wisdom? How did, he, how did he know what kind of wisdom do I need to raise as an opposition? He has to check what is the plan of God. He knows that God's plan is also a mystery. In that um, Ephesians, right? Say, I speak of a mystery. So it means marriage is a mystery. This lot is a mystery. It's mystery versus mystery. So it means that the things that disqualify the soul, as the devil has designed to disqualify the soul from that calling of which the spirit and the bride should make, is a mysterious work that is old in the soul. If you say, okay, in preparation for the real marriage of the Lamb, let me now practice with marrying a woman. What will happen to this woman? Anywhere that mystery, any, anywhere you try to raise that mystery, there's an ancient, not ancient, an old mystery that has been installed into the existence of men to fight every thought of fulfilling the mystery called marriage. So, you see, the, the, the issue we have in marriage is we don't, know where, we don't know what is fighting against it. It's not a matter of uh, psychologists to solve. What's, what are your grievances? You talk your own. When... <laughs> How can a psychologist that went to school for how many years and came out solve problem that this woman is causing? <laughs> you know, if you check it, that psychologist might even be divorced too. Most likely, right?
Yes. Um, what has been installed in our in I don't want to say in us but in in or in the in the world right is um, the the mysterious nature of it is According to the, it's according to a spiritual strength, right? It is the world. This woman is she spiritually mysterious. That's why she's and she's so slippery. That's why it's hard to. That's why she can boast the way she does boast. This is her boast. It's her boast over souls. But thank God for this judgment. I love this part. Hey. I love this part of Revelation. It means there's an answer. If you're ever discouraged about this thing, look at this part. Look at how when they started dealing with her. I love the Bible. They took time to explain all the things that they did to her. But there is something, there is a, there is a power, there is something that every soul must come into for you to have an answer, for you to have what it takes to be free from this. You know, Solomon went far into this world of women. 
and the things that are the kind of thing. You know that thing called a woman. Woman is a kind of, is a, I don't want to say the word terrible. It's a terrific, not terrible. It's a terrific design from God. Anything that comes and behaves like a woman to a, to a, to a soul, the soul is in trouble. So you see that great war, that woman is a, Satan used the power of that design to, to make something that will be very formidable for the souls of men to, to resist. Praise God. Hallelujah. Solomon was speaking about the strange woman. Let's, let's go to Solomon just a little. To, you, know, you know Solomon has experience in all these things. So, How many of them did he... Praise God. <laughs> Amen. In Hebrews chapter 5, sorry, let's see, Proverbs. In Proverbs 5, thank you, Jesus. He said, are you there, Proverbs 5? He said, my son, attend unto my wisdom, and and bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman are drop as an honeycomb. When you say strange woman, who is a strange woman? A strange woman is a woman who is a stranger. Right, this is strange. Her strangeness of nature is talking about her being foreign to the ordinance of marriage. Do you understand? That is, there are different things about strange woman. She's, she has an anointing to, to lure. If she has power to break the honor of marriage by introducing defilement, the marriage is honorable, you know. Uh huh. And the belt, what? The belt on the fire. On the fire. What is that? The on the fire. The defilement of the bed is by what? It's there's so, so many things about, it's not just the, the, um, the attack of a strange woman to, the, to a marriage is not just her physical presence, it's the effect of what she's doing. Do you get what I'm saying? It's the effect of what, what she's doing, it's the, it's the, is, is to change the, the law, alignment. There's an alignment of a law of marriage that her own presence is anointed to make war against. That, that shift is the defilement. Wow. Do you understand? Wow. Amen. Amen. Verse 3 says, For the lips of a strange woman 
drop as an honeycomb. Say honeycomb. Do you know what honeycomb is? Aha. Our leaves is drops like an honeycomb. So, as I'm talking, just be seeing your soul. That's all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Drops as an honeycomb. Our mouth is smoother than oil. She has anointing. What is, what is the, the smoothness of her mouth? The anointing of her mouth is, is irresistible. But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. This her end is not just the, it's not the end of the woman, per se. It is, when you say her end, it's when you follow her where will you end up? The, the end that she's taking you to. <laughs> it's bitter as wormwood, sharp as a what? As a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold on her. So do you see where this woman is going to. So, it is hell and death. The end of this woman is what? Hell and death. Now, that thing called hell and death is what Jesus is a remedy to. Do you understand what I'm saying? He said, I, I have the keys of hell. Revelation chapter what? Yes, chapter 1 of Revelation. Oh, glory to God. Sorry. Verse 18, chapter 1, verse 18, Revelation. This was, this was the angel that brought the revelation, right? But speaking expressly as the voice of Jesus, he said, I am he that liveth and was dead, and what? Behold, I am what? Alive forevermore. Amen. And have the what? The keys of what? Of hell and death. I have the keys. If you ask me, this, see, this keys of hell and death is one of the, the, one of the key provisions of Jesus. It's a key. This key here is a key that you can only find in Jesus. In all the time of God's manifestation of righteousness and speaking in sundry times and diverse manners, the, all of God's speech was without that, this key. Do you understand this? When, when he, Jesus is saying, I have, he's talking about him personally. He's before him, this key wasn't there. With all the righteousness of God that was around in the time of Noah, the majority, almost everybody still ended up in hell. Do you understand? 
because they were hearing Noah. Somebody else was talking to them. Praise God. So her feet go down to death, and her her what? Steps do what? Take hold of hell. So this is what the world is, is meant to lure the soul to. Is to make the soul take a, a strange journey to find a path that will, that will end up where? In death and in hell. So it is to, is to lure the soul, the, re, the main purpose of the world. You see, are you seeing world? Is to make souls miss Jesus. is to make the soul miss him. Why? Because of the keys of hell and death that he, that he carries. That thing is a, is a provision that only Jesus has. He's the one that has the key of, the keys of hell and death. That thing is a, is a, is a deliverance that every man needs. It's a salvation. You know, that thing, is, that key is actually the, is the key of salvation. That is, that is one of the, the reasons why you have to marry Jesus. It's because of a key that he has. That key is, is, is crafted by, it is, it is, um, is the key was, is, is framed and crafted by truth. It's a, it's a truth key. Do you understand? Uh-huh. Is, it, is it what? You know Jesus is a man of keys. There are many keys in him. He has, he has keys. When you think of keys, specific keys that was never given to man, Jesus has it. Right? After a while, at some point, sorry, when Peter got revelation, he said, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. That upon his rug I build my church, and then the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Are you seeing Jesus? What Jesus is framed. Are you seeing those things? There is no righteousness that I have answered to. Jesus was talking about things that are in him that is an answer against. The answer to the gates of hell is a man. One man. All the righteous men have been on the earth. Hell's gate was wide open. He couldn't tamper with. Are you getting what I'm saying? The gates of hell was prevailing over men, even in times when God was speaking in in sundry times and in diverse manners. I'm just all I'm I'm exalting something. It's it's called truth. I want you to be able to see what is in Jesus. If you don't see Him, you won't fall in love with Him to marry Him. You won't take marrying him as anything. You won't just, you will just see it as ah, no, nothing. You need to, there's a way to be. He so said, if I lift, I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw men. Men will come to me by an elevation. The men have to be, you have to, there has to be an unveiling of him to see why this Jesus, what is it about this man? Why is he so special that I need to spend my whole life seeking him? Because he has, there are keys that he has. That your soul needs. I will build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail. Yes. So it means that any 
Any building, any church building, I don't mean physical building, any kind of building within the church that is not after the, is not him, I will build my church. I will build my church. If I build, if you let me build it, then in that building that I will build, the gates of hell will not prevail. I will build a thing that has a wisdom in it that gates of hell cannot prevail against it. And then I will give unto thee the keys, the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you lose on earth shall be lost. Those are no ordinary things. Though. So you see those keys of the kingdom of heaven. Those are keys. He has, he has, there are many keys in Jesus. Each key he has is truth fabricated. There are locks in the spirit that only truth can unlock. It's precise. It's not like you have a key to your house. Some of you, the keys of your house, there are some of you that maybe your house or something, or your car or something. There's only one replica in the whole world. Nothing else can insert into that thing and lock it. Maybe you might have only one one and the one you kept secretly. Maybe only two keys in this whole world can unlock that lock. That's the power of a key. So if you want to meet Jesus is actually a statue of keys. They are keys that God and God hid had in Himself. Only Him has those things. Do you understand what I mean? See, this creation is a world of problems. There are problems, though. Satan is a generator of problems. He makes all kinds of problems against man, the souls. Do you understand what I mean? But then God is that that Jesus called say J Jesus. The Lord our salvation, the Lord saves, is a man. There's no one like him. Do you understand what I mean? That's why we spend so much time teaching him, speaking about. We don't talk about anything else. We must take time to speak about the man. If you have a stack of problems, maybe if you are comfortable because you are not seeing the problems that the soul has. But if you have problems stacked everywhere, right, right, right left and center, and they say, this is the only solution to all the problems. You have to spend time. You know what I mean? Yes. Learning that man. Yes, sir. You understand? He said, I will give unto thee the keys. So it means that the keys that he has, you can also have it too. Yes, Glory to God. So this woman, her, her, her feet, Glory to God, her feet go down to death. Her steps do what? Take hold. Are you seeing how her feet go down to death and her steps take hold of hell? Is actually a mysterious thing. She herself is able to guide souls into hell and death by mysterious operation. If it's mystery, if it's a mystery, every mystery is a lock. Do you get? Every mystery is what? It's a lock. If not, it's not a mystery. If it's open, it's not a mystery. Every mystery is a lock that it takes key to open. So it means that our own, how she herself, her, her power is to lock men. Are you saying, if you ever tried to war with the world before, you know you are dealing with a dangerous lock. 
that you can't pick. You try to pick it and open. And then you feel you've opened it, you discover that this thing is still deeper and mysterious. Do you go on? Every mystery is a lock. So it is lock versus lock. Mystery versus mystery. Jesus is also another giant lock too. So Jesus is, also, is both a key and a lock. Anytime you see that marriage kind of arrangement, is a, when you see a man and a woman is, who are married well, they are a mystery. Forget it. You can't read it. There's nothing there. Just leave, leave that world alone for them. There's no, <laughs> so, so Solomon said it. Was he speaking about... You know, different mysteries. So the way of a serpent on the rock. Then he, said, he mentioned one, the way of what? What chapter is that? Proverbs chapter. Is it? Like. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Glory to God. You not found that one. Chapter what? Okay, Proverbs 30, verse 19. It's like Wesley knew that scripture very well. <laughs> Praise God. Proverbs 30, 19. It says, The way of an. Okay. Um, amen. If you go back. There are three things that are never satisfied. Yeah, four things. Say not. It is enough. The grave and the barren womb, the earth that is not filled with water, and the fire that saith not, it is enough. The eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother. All these are deep things. The ravens of the valley shall pick, pluck, pick it out, and the young eagles shall eat it. And then there be three things which are too wonderful for me. Yea, four which I know not. Now, if Solomon is saying I don't know something, okay? <laughs> After 1,000 women and all everything that he went into, that thing must be great. Do you agree with me? So the, the way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent of the rock, these are all the, everything he's describing here are all spirit. Spiritual operation. The model, the way of an eagle in the air is a modeling of spiritual behavior. Everything he listed here. The way of a serpent. Have you seen a serpent before? On the rock? The way it, it glides is a, is a spiritual kind of movement. Do you get me? Then the way of a sheep in the midst of the sea. Then finally, the way of a man. With his mate is not his house girl, it's his wife. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> the way of a man say way. way are you seeing how many of them they are all ways way 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 means spirit spirit part way also means mysterious are you getting what I'm saying it's a, it's a mystery these are mysteries spiritual mystery 
So it means that a, a, a man and a maid or his wife, they are locked together in a mystery. It's a mystery, mystery. 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 When you, now, when you see a worldly soul, what you need is no advice. You can't advise a worldly soul out of being worldly. You are dealing with a mystery. You are dealing with something that Solomon could never understand. Do you understand what I mean? I'm trying to make you see what Satan has constructed. And he did it anointedly. With spirit and empowered her. With, she generates wine. Do you understand? <laughs> Is it the wine of her fornication? Uh, where does she get the wine from? Satan may give her a nature that can generate wine. Imagine a woman generating wine for nations to drink, and for generations they are never tired, and she keeps generating wine for them. That's why worldliness cannot ever finish. Hey, let me just deal with this one now. Come on, follow God. They will come there three years, five years, you are still in that thing. You can never finish the end of a worldly, a worldly path. When the world says, come, take this adventure. And you say, ah, quickly, let me just finish, round up this one. You, have, you don't know where it's going to. The only point where the step of the world will end is hell and what? Death. The steps go down to hell. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? <coughs> Praise God. Hope you are not seeing woman, you are seeing soul, eh? Yes, sir. Well, if you need to see woman, you know, to help you because of some things, the Holy Ghost can also help you with these words. You know what I mean? Say strange woman. What makes it as strange? What were we reading before? Proverbs what? Five. You see. Okay. What is that? Why is this woman here doing all these things? Her feet go down to death. Verse five. Her steps take hold on hell. Why? Lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life. Her ways are movable. That thou cannot know them. Means she has a stature to stop you from pondering the path. Means it should not occur to you about the path of life. Sir? Okay. She knows that the answer against her is where? In the path of life. But she's an occupation. Right? You know what? When you say there's an occupation, you say, ah, this country went to occupy this other country. It means they went to sit down there and they are not moving. See that her seated position. She doesn't take break. That lest you ever ponder the path of life. That what path means let you ever think of another cause or taking another direction. She's one of the powers of anointing is to capture your gaze. She's a captivator. Stay on me. You don't have time to ponder. To ponder the path. Even when you are trying to think revelation is within her world. 
It's within her construct. It's within her. You cannot, the heart cannot take a free thought of life outside of the things that she has done. Am I speaking to you? Yes, so anytime you are feeling these things, a woman is doing it. Just know, I'm just exposing something to you. This is a time of, is a kind of judgment God is bringing to see the secret strength behind some of the things you are struggling with. Chapter 6, just flip to the next chapter. See that part of life, or what, right? Calls it the, um, what does it call it? Let you ponder what? The path of life. Her ways are movable that thou cannot know them. Chapter 6, verse 23. Proverbs 6, 23. For, for the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. To keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman, lost not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. For by means of a warish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will haunt for the precious life. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be born? Praise God. Are you seeing this thing? This is a, a stern instruction against, against her. Now, what will keep you? The commandment is a lamp. The law is a light. And then reproofs of instructions are the what? Are the is for to keep you from the word evil woman and the flattery of the tongue of a word a strange woman. So are you seeing all these things when they say the commandment, the lamp, the law? This law here, this commandment is not any other one. It's, a, it's, a, it's talking of the law of the spirit of life in Christ. It's a spiritual law that is raised after the pattern of truth. When you hear Christ, Christ is different from Revelation of the holy place that God gave Moses. Christ is a truth, is a fabrication of truth. Now, it wasn't fabricated in the air. It was fabricated in a man who was living on the earth. They raised him. He was raised by the spirit of truth. The same spirit who has the mandate to raise the bride who God wants to Cause to come out of all her filthiness. Right? Husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and he gave himself for her. He might what wash her with the sanctify her with the washing of the water. And then he might present to himself what? A glorious without having neither spot nor wrinkle. How to how to that glorious bride or spot, without spot or no wrinkle, is by the result of a washing. The washing is by the waters of truth. It's a sanctification that Jesus was teaching in John 17. 
when he was saying that, don't take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil that is in the world. It means they keep them from the evil of this woman. But how would you do it? Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. So that washing of water by the word is washing of truth that needs to occur. Are you getting me? And that, that is only brought about and can be done through the word, the spirit of truth. Who is the raiser of the bride? Amen. Just a of time, let's just bless God. Just pray for a minute and You know, everything the Lord is ministering is answer. I want you to see this message as an answer to mystery, mysterious operations of darkness that have, that have militated against your soul. Begin to ask for engagement further engagement with this spirit of truth. Ask that you, you begin to ex- experience judgment on the inside of your soul. The Lord will move you into a season of judgment where this great war will be judged. Before she is judged over the nations and everything, she has to be judged in the hearts of men. God wants to judge her in every heart, in your heart. Judgments against her, against her name, against her mystery. The Lord can open them up within you. It will happen by prosperity of truth. As the ministry of truth prospers. As the ministry of the Lord Jesus prospers on your inside. Judgment of the world. Judgment of her and her wine. Her anointing, her oil, her seduction. In Jesus' name. Our Father, we thank you. You have heard us. We have responded to your word. Letting our spirit loose, indicating, Lord, we are interested in this blessing. We want, we need help. We are asking for help. We are praying for help. No one can overcome such an evil without help. Lord, let your help find us. In the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for the prosperity of your ministry of truth, of righteousness and truth together. Judgment within our soul. Move everyone, every soul here, under the sound of my voice, hearing me into such a season of judgment. Lord, where all these evil dealings will be judged. Thank you, our Father. We give glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwell between.